0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, located in the city of Middletown, New York. Today's message will be brought to you by our senior pastor, the Reverend Albert Feliciano Sr. Each week we stream our live recorded services to encourage, build up, and edify our listening audience. Our aim is to share with you the uncompromised, infallible, and impregnable word of the living God. Our prayer is that today's message will draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And now, here's our Pastor Albert with today's word.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, as you know, is Mother's Day. Praise God. And I believe the Lord has uh, brought me back to a word from years ago. Hallelujah. It's called the Appeal to Motherhood. That is the title of my message this morning. The Appeal to Motherhood. We're going to open up in 1 Kings chapter 3. And we're going to be reading from verses 16 through 28. Hallelujah. I will make a disclaimer right here and right now. Hallelujah. This is not your typical Mother's Day message. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. And you'll see in a few moments. Glory to God. If you're able to stand with me this morning for the reading of God's word. Let's give reverence and honor to His Word. 1 Kings chapter 3. If you have it, say, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the Word of the Lord says, beginning at verse number 16. Now two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. And one woman said, Oh, my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house, and I gave birth while she was in the house. Then it happened the third day after I had given birth that this woman also gave birth, and we were together. No one was with us in the house except the two of us in the house, and this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. So she arose in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your maidservant slept and laid him in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, there he was, dead. But when I had examined him in the morning, indeed, he was not my son, Whom I had born. The other woman said, no, but the living one is my son and the dead one is your son. And the first woman said, no, but the dead one is your son and the living one is my son. And thus they spoke before the king. And the king said, the one who says, This is my son who lives, and your son is the dead one. And the other one says, No, but your son is the dead one, and my son the living one. Then the king said, Bring me a sword. That changes everything, doesn't it? Hallelujah. So they brought a sword before the king, and the king said, Divide the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. Then the woman, whose son was living, spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son, and she said, "Oh my Lord, give her the living child, and by no means kill him. But the other said, Let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. Talk about hater aid Hallelujah. So the king answered and said, Give the first woman the living child and by no means kill him. She is his mother. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had rendered. And they feared the king for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. Hallelujah. 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 You may take your seats, strap in your seat belts. We're going in. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God. God bless you once again, all the mothers in this room. We want to just praise the Lord for you, and we want to thank the Lord that you have chose to spend your day with us. But I know what you're thinking. This pastor must have lost his mind. Two prostitutes? Are you kidding me? We're going to talk about prostitutes on Mother's Day. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, yeah, that's what he's going to talk about. Hallelujah. The the truth is I have not lost my mind. And there's a message in this passage of Scripture. So we are going to dive into the lives of these two prostitutes. So let's digest the fact that the Bible calls them harlots and that they were actually prostitutes. But yes, they were mothers. We got that. Take a deep breath and let's get over it. Let's get into the meat of the message. This event took place under King Solomon's reign. King Solomon, as you know, was David and Bathsheba's son. He took over Israel after David had slept with his fathers. that mean after he died? Praise God. And we know that Solomon was the one used to rebuild the temple. And Solomon didn't have a perfect life. But one thing we know that the scripture is true. Where the Lord said, Solomon, ask me anything you wish and I will give it to you. What did he ask for? Wisdom. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, because thou hast asked for wisdom, not only will you get wisdom, you'll be smarter than anybody that ever walked on this earth, but not only that, blessings and honor and wealth and all the notoriety, all these things come with wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Hallelujah. That means the book of Proverbs is loaded with wisdom. I tell the men every time we have our men's meeting, there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. If you want to know what to read in the morning, what's today's date? The 12th. Guess what you read on, on the 12th. Proverbs 12. Hallelujah. If you read Proverbs, the first cha- one of the chapters aligning with the day, you would have read the book of Proverbs 12 times in a year. And you can't help but have godly wisdom to navigate through your day. God will give you his wisdom, not the world's wisdom, not the culture, not the society, but his wisdom. Hallelujah. And that was free. You didn't have to pay for that one. Hallelujah. But the story that we read today is typically demonstrating the wisdom of King Solomon. And it's true. This really reveals the wisdom that God has given this man. What a brilliant edict. What a brilliant judgment. However, these classic stories in Scripture, sometimes we we hear about them, we read about them, and we overlook it. We move on. We say, okay, cool story, moving right along. But we cannot miss the lessons, the wisdom that God gave Solomon, but at the same point to extract the, the meat from this word. It is so important that we understand Let's talk about these women. Both of them, as we know, were flawed. How many know that there's no such thing as a perfect mom? If you're a perfect mom, you should come up here and preach this message. Hallelujah. And maybe I can learn something. Hallelujah. But the reality is there is no perfect mom as there is no perfect dad, as there is no perfect pastor, as there is no perfect church, as there are no perfect people. And I didn't say this to tear anybody down, but basically to lift people up and to know that we're all on the same plane. We all need Jesus Christ. Our mothers need to be treated with tenderness, with caring and with understanding. And, and let me just remind, some, remind us all of one thing. Just because they were sinful women, it didn't mean that they were bad mothers because we might think of their their uh, uh, career path if you want to call it that and we would say they're evil people harlot they're they're wicked but how many know even from the darkest sin life can come forth Life can be produced out of something ugly, out of something demonic and sinful and perversion and all the others, but life can come forth. How many know that babies are innocent? They didn't choose to be born. They didn't choose the parents. They were a gift of God. The dirtiest deeds imaginable are not an end-all with God. God restores sinners, praise God, both women, they wanted justice. And they decided, you know what? The only way we could get justice is to go to the king. He's the only one that could help. How often do we forget To go to our King, our Father, our Lord, our Savior when we need justice. Hallelujah. So often we take justice into our own hands. So often we try to do it on our own. And we forget that there's a God that is seated on the throne. And he should be on the throne of our heart. And we could go to him to get justice. In this passage, King Solomon represents a type of Christ. Not Christ, but he's a type of Christ. Not God, but a type of Christ, a parallel. Amen? And he knew the type of women that they were, but yet he still heard their case. God knows the type of people that we are, but he is still willing to hear your case this morning. Solomon knew that these babies most likely were conceived under sinful circumstances. Hallelujah. But he knew that they deserve life. They deserve to be treated with respect, equal respect. Solomon was concerned about them all because he knew that God was concerned about them all. Solomon wanted justice for them just like God wants justice for you this morning. Now, while these mothers had terrible reputations, guess what? They were still mothers. We don't get to choose our mothers, but we are commanded in Scripture to honor our mothers and our fathers. Them, We must respect them and revere them and give them a place of honor in our life, regardless if they're sinful, wicked, or they're great and wholesome. Hallelujah. Exodus 20. It's the fifth commandment. Verse 12. It says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. How many know that this is the only commandment with a promise? Let me, let me keep it real. Can I keep it real with you this morning? I know of a person very dear and close to my heart that I miss terribly. and I'm not going to mention their name or even their, uh, their position. But this person died young. Died. And the reason, I believe, is because they've never given a place of honor or respect to one of their parents. I believe this to be true. The person was a, a, a Christ-spirit-filled, Holy Spirit-filled person... Had a ministry, that flourished, but early on in their life, they they were stricken with cancer. And the Lord took them home early. You see, when the Word of God says that God will add years to your life, He means it. God doesn't say something if He doesn't mean it. And and He's not going to put it in His Word and not hold to it. God is a promise keeper. He's a covenant keeper. But in the same way that he says, if you don't honor your parents, your life will be snuffed out early. And that's also in the word. You see, sometimes we've had a a mother or a father that have done terrible things. Awful things. and, And truthfully, they're not even worthy of forgiveness. They're not worthy of honor. They're not worthy of respect. But guess what? We don't get to choose that. The same way you didn't choose them whose DNA God perfectly chose to make you the way you are. He made them come together to give you life. And so because of that, you look at your mom and dad as gifts of God. Because through them, life came. And God breathed his breath in you. And this person lost their life early. I will see them again. I know it in Jesus' name. But there are consequences for not honoring your mother and your father. Let me give you proof. Proverbs 20, 20. If a man curses his father or mother, his lamp will be snuffed out in pitch darkness. Do you know what a lamp is? Your soul. Your your life. Proverbs 30, 17. The eye that mocks a father, that scorns obedience to a mother, will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley, will be eaten by the vultures. Hallelujah. That's a heavy word. But I would be remiss if I didn't include that in the blessings of God. There are blessings, cursings. There's life and death. Therefore, choose life. Therefore, speak life. Therefore, choose blessing. It's up to us. Hallelujah. Turn your neighbor and say, I know he's talking about you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Don't miss this, people. Both of these women, they lived together and they were both prostitutes. Here's how ironic this is. They were both pregnant at the very same time and they delivered babies three days apart. You know what that tells me? Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Hallelujah. You know, when you start to hang around the wrong crowd, when you start to assimilate and associate with the culture, when you start to fall in love with the world, right, you start to take on those attributes of those around you. If you hang around with someone long enough and all they do is drop F-bombs, you're going to come home one day and drop an F-bomb on your kids or on your dog or on your cat or on your wife. And you're going to go, whoops. Did I say that? Oh, my bad. But if you keep lingering around these people, it attaches itself to you. And next thing you know, you're all wrapped up in the whole situation. That's called a stronghold. An atmosphere, a climate, a stronghold. They were delivering babies three days apart. We know the saying, lay down with dogs, you wake up with fleas. In other words, you tell me who you're hanging out with, and I'll tell you who you are. That's an old uh, catchphrase, a Spanish catchphrase. Amen. I just translated it for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. But see, many relationships start out seemingly fun. Oh, I like this person. They're so goofy. Oh, I like this person. They make me laugh. Oh, I like, you tell the funniest jokes. But then after a little while, you become just like them. You become dominated by a sinful, wicked lifestyle. You don't even see it coming. Sometimes we're not careful in choosing the relationships that that, that are not good for us. I call it toxic relationships. They probably did everything together all the time. Follow the leader, follow the leader, follow the leader, leader, leader. Right? Wedding song. Follow the leader, follow the leader. And everybody's doing everything the same thing. You lift up this hand. All right, everybody lift up that hand. You follow the leader, right? And, and all of a sudden, you got a whole line, the blind leading the blind. It's crazy. How many know that when your friends say, I got your back, I got your back, Yo, I got your back. I got your back. And there's no loyalty among friends. I can tell you story after story of how my friends left me hanging when I've gotten jumped and beat up by, by people. I got your back. I got your back. And they're standing there watching like this. They're no longer my friends today. Hallelujah. Here's, here's the thing, when, when people say, I got your back, I got your back, the reality is that when a trial comes, when the time of crisis comes, when there's a dead baby around, when, when life is snuffed out, when, when something is amiss, when there's something wrong, that friend that had your back will turn on you quicker than a bolt of lightning. And not only that, they'll take the dead baby And put it in your bed. And take your life, your goods, your property and take it for themselves because they're haters. That's my H. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise God. Both of these women were mothers. They weren't necessarily great mothers. One valued life. One protected, one nurtured, one nursed, one cared for the baby, examined the baby, identified with the baby. The other one had the baby and could not care less, did not uh, uh, value life. I mean, how can you roll on top of your baby? How could you allow yourself to roll over? Yes, it could have been an accident. But we don't know. We don't know what the Bible uh, doesn't tell us if she might have been drunk or, or, or whatever. Maybe she took something uh, to, to soothe the pain. Listen, I never had a baby. I look like I'm pregnant, but I never had a baby. Hallelujah. But I'm working on that. Glory to yeah. God. I bind all cake in the name of Jesus and daddy's donuts and Krispy creams. I bind it in Jesus' name. That's the devil. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Pastor won't be having no cake today. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm convincing myself. Hallelujah. I'm prophesying to myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's okay. I'm not going to hate if you laugh. Hallelujah. But here's the deal. Two different mothers, they were both friends. They lived together. One valued life. One couldn't care less. But here's the reality. There was no evidence... You see, today we have forensic evidence. We got DNA. We've got photography. We got videos. Nowadays, if you ring the doorbell, I bet I'm going to take their FedEx package. Boom. Now you know who took it. You know, you could give the video to the police. But back then, they didn't have that. Hallelujah. There was no fingerprints, no fibers, no forensic evidence. There was nothing. The Bible said they were completely alone. They delivered together and they were alone. No witnesses. The woman with the living child was sound asleep. Even her own testimony could not... Grant her justice. The words of her own mouth fell to the ground. And, and there was no witnesses. There was nothing that she could do to prove that this living child was her own. And they went back and forth before the king. It's my baby. No, it's, it's my baby. No, it's mine. No, it's mine. The king must have been like, aye, aye, What was the king to do. He only had one choice, appeal to motherhood. That's it. When something like this happened, the only choice he had was to appeal to motherhood. A good mother would do anything to save her child, even if it cost her her own life. There are stories of mothers entering into burning buildings, burning apartments to rescue their children. And they don't care if they get burned alive. There are stories of burning buildings where the mother was found cradling her kids in a corner and they're all burned up. Mothers will do anything, even at their own peril, to spare their children from harm. There are stories of mothers that find supernatural human strength that will lift up a car, hallelujah, and pull a baby out. They're like Incredible Hulk, talk about superhero. A mother can do those things. She'll be like, The Spirit of God come upon me right now. Except they don't turn green, hallelujah. They might turn green when the car, oh God, this is heavy. Praise God. Mothers will do what they have to do to save their children. How about this? Mothers will stand in the way of an abusive husband that's beating the hell out of their kids. My mother did that for me. She took the blows. Mothers will stand in the line of fire. King Solomon knew The only way to get to the truth is to appeal to true motherhood. The truth can only come forward once he took out the sword. Bring me the sword. How many know that the sword represents the word of God? God's word is truth. The entirety of thy word is truth. Glory to God. When the sword of truth gets taken out, every deceitful lie has to be killed. Hallelujah. Every lie must die. When you take out a sword, you don't take it out to butter your bread. The, The sword is a weapon of death. It is an instrument of death. It's a weapon of offense. It's used to kill the enemy. And in this case, the enemy was deceit. Deceit and lies and deception. And the sword of the spirit had to come out and kill the lie of hell. Hallelujah. How many know that when the truth comes forward, it doesn't need a lawyer. The truth is its own defense. The truth always prevails. The truth makes us free. The truth keeps us free. And the truth gives us life. Guess what? When you tell the truth, you don't have to remember a lie. That's some Solomon wisdom right here. Hallelujah. If you tell the truth, you don't have to worry about making up a story. And, and listen, parents, I know I ain't getting no amens from the kids in the room. But I'm telling the truth right now. Hallelujah. When your kids are like. The Bible says where words are many, sin is not absent. There's a monkey on the line somewhere. Where all these excuses. It's a story. Hallelujah. Ask them the same story a week later. They don't know nothing. But the truth. You could remember five years later, you know the story, the truth. Ten years later, you remember the story, the truth. Yes. Twenty years, if you're old enough, hallelujah, some of us are way older than that, hallelujah, you could remember the truth. Amen. Divide the child in half, give one piece to one mother and one piece to the other mother. What a brilliant rule. What a brilliant edict, a judgment of the king. He was so wise. It was amazing. And and that story is revered even to this day. But here's the real catch. The king knew that the real mother would sacrifice all to protect her child. The mother would rather die than to see her child be murdered in front of a king. And the mother, the real mother, she begged and pleaded, oh, God, no, what have I done? Oh, Lord, please don't kill my child. Oh, please, please, forget it. Let her have the child. Give her the child. Please, please, oh, God, please, please don't kill the child. Please, please, oh, please. The cry of a mother's heart, please spare my child. I'll wash dishes, I'll clean clothes, I'll do whatever you, I'll scrub your floors. You can make me a slave. Do whatever you, please spare my child. The other one, well, it seems fair to me. He's not mine, nor shall he be hers. You give her half. I'll take the other half. That sounds like a very fair justice edict, a ruling of the king. Turn to your neighbor. And say what a hater. Hallelujah. I thought they was friends. I thought they was. Shh. I got your back. What happened to that loyalty? What happened to that friendship? What happened to that trust? I got you, boo. You're my friend to the end. The king said, take the child. Give it to this woman. She is the real mother. You see, one mother, this is what separated them. One mother had three days to identify with her child. She had three days to look upon the child to smell the fragrant. I don't know if you know what a baby fragrant smell is. I love this. I'm a grandfather. I'm a mushball. All you got to do is go to my Facebook page. And there's picture after picture after picture after picture after picture. And people are probably like, Ugh, another picture of a baby. I love my grandbabies. But there's something about babies. They just smell so good. And they're so soft and so cuddly. And, and you, you almost work for a smile and you you know everybody's looking at you like dude pastor i lost his mind and they go and you're like yay i got i got a smile out of them hallelujah life is good babies are awesome she had three days to learn his little cooing little voice he had She had three days to know when he was hungry, when he needed a a diaper change, when he was uncomfortable, when she rocked him and and put him in her bosom. and, And three days to identify with this little child. Let me tell you, if we had three days to identify with God... The way this mother identified with her kid, no one could convince you that God doesn't exist. No one could convince you that God isn't real. If we just spend some quality time with the Father, hallelujah, and get into the presence of God and get alone with God, there was no one else there. There was no one else around, but she's looking upon this baby going, I love you. I love you. Mommy loves you. Mommy loves you. If we look at Father God, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are all powerful. Lord, I don't understand a lot. I I don't even get the word sometimes, but I know that you love me. I want you to know that even if it takes the rest of my life, I'm going to get into your word. I'm going to try to learn about you because I love you. I'm grateful for what you did in my life. Look at my son, my daughter, my wife, my family, my job, my career. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I'm feeling Wonderfully and wonderfully made, oh God, take three days. Three days in the presence of God. You walk out of that room, huh? Two, three, you'd be like that spiritual warrior. Huh? Yes, sir. You know, you'd be a warrior. Hallelujah. So many don't want to spend time with God. So many don't want to spend time in His presence. And we get afraid. Don't pray. Listen, you should have seen outside, everybody praying in the street over cars coming by. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. And when people flip you the birds, I bind that in Jesus' name, I bind that spirit of wrath. And, you know, when when there's a boldness, when you know the God that you serve, you can't get steered away by long faces. And you begin to have compassion even for them. And you say, Lord God, heal them. Lord, deliver them from the spirit of wrath and everything else. Hallelujah! Let me get back to task here. Praise God. If we just spend time with the Lord. Listen to what Proverbs says. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Have you found God for yourself this morning? Do you know the Father and does he know you? Matthew 10, 39. We, we, we quote this verse often. He who finds life will lose it, but he who loses his life for my name's sake will find it. It's about identification. Are we identified with Christ? See, the other mom, she had one night with her child. She didn't spend any time with this child. Probably went to sleep right after delivery. You know, if we don't spend time with our Lord, how will we expect to know the Lord? If you don't spend time with your children, how will you get to know your children? How will you get to appreciate the life that God has given you, or will you fall asleep on the very life and roll over it and kill it? So many do not value the life in Christ, the life that he has given us, and we negligently roll over it. But guess what? We're really good at making excuses. Hallelujah. We say things that... Oh, well, this Christianity thing, it just it just doesn't work for me. You could go to church. Honey, it's okay. You go. I'm gonna stay here and watch the game. I I don't really get anything from church, it doesn't work for me. Or or here, others will say, all they want is my money. That's all the pastor talks about. Money, money, money. I don't want to go there. They don't get my money. Here's one. If I had a dollar for every time I heard this, I wasn't being fed. Isn't it funny that the same food feeds everybody else? Everybody else is being fed. They're all receiving the same food, but you're not being fed. You know, I I put this quote on on Facebook a while back, but no matter how good of a cook you are, if someone's not hungry, they're just not going to eat. You could be the best chef in the world, but if someone ain't hungry, they're not going to eat. And as a pastor, as a teacher of the word, my job is not to put you in a headlock and say, eat, eat, eat. No, the food is there. You eat if you want to. If not, you go home and be just as miserable as you was when you came in. That's on you. Hallelujah. Turn your neighbor and say, ouch, and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Here's another one. I don't want to go to church because there's too many hypocrites there. And I tell people there's always room for one more. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'd rather go to church with a few hypocrites than to end up in hell with all the hypocrites. Hallelujah. And here's another one. Well, I'm still looking for a new church. I'm I'm waiting to find the perfect place. Guess what? It will never happen. You will never find a perfect church. Glory to God. Because the minute you walk in the room, it's not perfect. Hallelujah. You still love me this morning. Hallelujah. I hope I'm not ruffling some feathers. Praise God. If you're going to throw something at me, throw some flowers at me. Hallelujah. I'll be all right with that. Praise God. But they trampled underfoot, really, the son of God. People like that with all these excuses, they don't realize that the life that God gave us came at a great cost. It was the price of his blood. And we aren't to take it lightly. Hebrews. Praise God. Hebrews 10.20. It's, or excuse me, 1029. It says, of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counting the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified, a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace. Let that not be us today. Praise God. Listen, a good mother knows that life is precious, just like a good father. Hallelujah. Life is precious. It should be protected. A good mother we know is compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love, rich in mercy. They teach, they nurture, they guide, they sacrifice, they clothe, they feed, they make peace, they bring joy. How about this? They remember you on your birthday. They remember you on your graduation. They remember those. Those big days in your life. Mothers are a perfect illustration of God's love here on earth for us. And again, mothers, I salute you. I, I love my mom. God rest her soul. I love my wife. And you're a good mother. You're a good wife. You are a perfect, perfect gift for me. I couldn't do any of this without you. Hallelujah. And I have a gift for you, too. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need to appreciate the women in our life. And there's so many mothers and wonderful women of God, sisters of God. You bless my soul so many ways. I can't even count. Praise God. But we thank you, mothers, for your sacrifices, for your sleepless nights, for your sound counsel. We thank all the mothers for their unyielding love and compassion for us. We thank you mothers for kissing our boo-boos, for calming our fears in the middle of the night. We thank you for defending us before our enemies. We thank you for taking us to soccer practice and football practice and gymnastics practice and cheerleading practice. We thank you for buying us new clothes while you stay with the old, dirty, and sometimes even ripped up clothes. We thank you for cooking us meals and giving us the big piece of chicken. Hallelujah. We thank you for turning our house into a home. We thank you for never giving up on us, and we thank you for always seeing the best in us and not the worst. Solomon King Solomon, we know he was very wise. But guess what? Mothers are wise as well. Mothers have unique wisdom that help us navigate through life. Mothers have a way of saying things that really drive the point home. And their influence and their wisdom is revered throughout your entire life. Mothers are really our greatest teachers. Mothers teach us about foresight. They say things like, make sure you wear clean underwear just in case you're in an accident. (laughs) Mothers teach us about logic. If you fall out of that tree and break your neck, don't come crying to me. (laughs) Mothers teach us about maturity. Eat your vegetables or you'll never grow up. Mothers teach us about religion you better pray that stain comes off that carpet (laughs) mothers teach us about time travel if you don't straighten up i'm gonna knock you right into next week (laughs) mothers teach us about contradictions shut your mouth and eat your dinner (laughs) mothers teach us about genetics You're just like your father. (laughs) Mothers teach us about perseverance. You're going to sit here and eat every bit of that broccoli, even if it kills you. Mothers teach us about discipline. Wait till your father gets home. Mothers teach us about the weather. It looks like a tornado went through this room. (laughs) Mothers teach us about the circle of life. I brought you into this world and I'll take you right out. Wouldn't you say that mothers are brilliant? Moreover, mothers use wonderful catchphrases, hallelujah, that dazzle and amaze us, such as, Keep it up and I'll give you something to cry about. They say things like no means no. How about this one? If Papo jumped off the bridge, would you jump off the bridge too? They say things like don't make me come up there. They say things like I didn't raise you like that. How about this one? I don't care what Johnny's mother says. You're my kid. They give us warnings like, stop hanging out with those hood rats. Here's another. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody here gonna be happy today. Here's one of my favorites. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. My mom used to use this one. No te vista que no te vas. What does that mean? Don't get dressed because you ain't going nowhere. And lastly, mothers say, I do this because I love you. Couple of quotes Abraham Lincoln said, No man is poor who has a godly mother. And Ronald Reagan said, no nation is ever greater than its mothers. Church, the Bible holds the role of motherhood in high esteem, and so should we. Mothers deserve honor and respect, regardless of whether they've been good or bad. It's easy to honor a mom who has given all for her children, but it's not easy to give honor to a mother who hasn't. But honoring your parents, both of them, is really not up to them, but it's up to you. God's way is to give them honor no matter what. So that your life may be well with you. So that your life will be extended. That your days will be broadened in the land of the living. Honoring your mother is admirable. But honoring them while they're alive is priceless. Ephesians 6, 1-3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long upon the earth. A mother's greatest joy is that her children rise far above the place that she was able to reach in her own life. Mothers, as we have said before, are God's most precious gifts to us. And if you don't realize that, you'll know that after the loss of a mother. Mothers carry their children for nine months and spend the rest of their lives pouring into them. Mothers will risk life and limb to protect their children. My mother... Had a reputation in my neighborhood, and they used to call her Rambo Mom. Because while I was out doing things that I shouldn't be doing, elevating my latitude, if you will, praise God. Some of y'all will get that. Changing my latitude, amen. When I was out there being a knucklehead with my friends, thinking I was cool, running away from the call on my life, my mother would be in the woods, and she would take my camouflage Marine Corps suit that my brother gave me because he's a, a gunnery, Marine gunnery sergeant. He, he brought me all these camo suits and boots and everything and hats. And my mom would dress up like a recon woman. And she would have a flashlight. And I'd be out there doing my thing, putting the music on, dancing, chilling, you know, doing stupid things. All of a sudden, psh, the light would shine out of the bushes. And we're like, yo, the cops, the cops, the cops, the cops. And she would say, I see you. I see you. And they were like, yo, who's that? All of a sudden, she'd jump out. And see that camouflage and boots and everything. Say, yo, your mom looks like Rambo, kid. And all my friends would start laughing. I'm like, mom, really? Really, dude? Really? Is that how far you go? Yes. Amen. She would yank me pull my hair my ear my hair and say don't you know there's a call of God on your life what are you doing out here you're wasting your life God has called you you should be ashamed of yourself get in the room get back in the house mama you're embarrassing me I don't care if you're embarrassed get back in the house right now and then she would take the belt what does this smell like to you It smells like a whoop in my, yeah, whack, whack, whack. I, God bless that woman of God. She kept me out of prison. She kept me out of, out of so many stupid things. I was too stupid to get it. Praise God. Hallelujah. We'll have a whole message on disciplining children later. Hallelujah. That's a message for another day. Praise God. A mother's love has no bounds. My mom worked three jobs. She was broke most of the time, but she never stopped. She worked to the last day of her life. Mothers don't look for credit. Mothers don't have a retirement plan. Mothers don't have all these different things that, that we look for in the world as a sign of success. They're happy to be in the background saying, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's my kid. That's my love. And mothers turned into grandmothers. And then the work continues. Hallelujah. But guess what? This time, there's a little bit of a blessing because God is faithful. When the kids get on your last nerve, you say, okay, here you go. Deuces. I'm going back home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going back home. Peace out. Hallelujah. Love you. Love you, hallelujah. Don't forget to get some rest when you can, hallelujah. (laughs) It's wonderful being a grandparent. Church, behold your mother. Love your mom now. Give her flowers now. Light up those scented candles. Don't wait for some special occasion or a blackout. Light them right now. Let the whole house be filled with the aroma, the fragrance. Bring her gifts now. Enjoy time with your mother now, today. Hook her up with some cash, with some twos and fews. Hallelujah. Throw some love her way. Hallelujah. Let her know that she means the world to you. Don't wait until she's gone to tell her you love her. It will be too late then. I'm closing. Church, behold your mother. We've set aside roses in this room. As you can see, there's a whole bouquet of roses. If you have a mother in this room here and now, um, I'd like you to come. Come. Husbands, if your wife is here and she's the mother of your children, come. I want you to grab a rose and just go and bring it to your mother. Bring it to your wife or your mother, your loved one. Bring it to them right now in the name of Jesus. Let's honor them right now. And when you give her the rose, just stay with her, stay next to her. We want to pray for all the women in the room.
0: We are so grateful to God for allowing us the opportunity to share this message with you. We want you to know that you are all in our constant prayers. We're able to bring this message to you because of the generous support of listeners like you. If you have been blessed by today's program, why not consider partnering with us? For a love offering of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a CD copy of today's message. To make a donation is easy. Please visit us online at www.specchurch.net or you can call us at 845-342-9989. Once again, that's www.specchurch.net or We invite you to worship with us one Sunday morning soon. Thank you again for your prayers and support. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.